No Thanks Needed with Mike Van Acker. Welcome to No Thanks Needed. I'm Mike. In today's pod, we'll talk TV. I'll tell you all about my fancy new boxer shorts and the fact that I can't seem to get a spring roll delivered to my house without a major incident. But first... No Thanks Needed News. Good news, everyone. Apparently, we are winning the war on coronavirus and they're easing off on the restrictions. That's a good thing. The footy's back on. Pubs are open. The shops are open. Actually, to be honest, the shops near me never closed. Uh, Let me tell you, the Westfield near where I live, social distancing, not a thing. Not a thing. You can have more people around your house. It's all relaxing a bit. I wish it had been like this a couple of weeks ago because it was my partner's son's 20th birthday. And like a lot of 20-year-olds, he's got a lot of friends and he wanted to see them all for his birthday. So that meant, obviously, we couldn't have it inside the house because only five people were allowed over at the time. So, uh, no, that was out. So instead, we had it on the street. We live in a cul-de-sac, so the neighbours just kind of swerved around the party. That was okay. So on the street, public place, that was 10 people. So that was good. In the the corner of the front yard we got friends to dress as a bride and groom another one dressed as a celebrant we had a little mini wedding there that's another 10 people uh, allowed to come to the party in the other corner we set up a coffin uh, coffins funerals are a bonanza when you're having people around under COVID-19 restrictions up to 20 30 people I'm not sure what it was but we got to 20 and when the authorities popped around we just had a, a closed lid coffin out of respect for the deceased and after they left we opened it and the buffet was in there you still had a few friends that we hadn't fit in yet so we got them to wear active wear and exercise bit we called that boot camp and all of that got us to the number that we wanted there i now realize all we had to do was call it a birthday protest and we could have had up to thirty thousand people there and the government wouldn't have minded on the weekend, I lashed out, bought a multi-pack of boxer shorts, a pair for every day of the week, and get this, they even have the days of the week written on them. Perfect for all those people working from home, walking around saying, I have no idea what day it is. Well, buy these boxer shorts and now you do. Someone says, what day is it? You just down trowel, have a quick look at the waistband of your boxes, and you say, it's Thursday, Barry. But it got me thinking, if we're going to get helpful messages on our undies, let's put more useful stuff on there. Stuff like... Uh, Have you paid the phone bill? Maybe you should call your mother. Your wife's birthday is October 12. And if you're one of those blokes that gets a couple of days wear out of each pair of boxes, when you turn these inside out, they just say, probably time you gave me a wash, champ. No thanks needed. TV. Like everyone else, I've been watching a bit of TV. Not much free-to-air, but a little bit. A lot of Stan, a lot of Netflix. But I did surf through MasterChef on free-to-air the other night. Don't really watch the show, but I've been fascinated to know how they go in the ratings with the three new judges. And I wonder how the three old judges are going with the fact that, uh, you know, the show's going pretty well with the new guys. I wonder if... uh, if Matt Preston's sitting around at home going, geez, I hope it tanks. I'm sure Matt's a lovely man. I'm sure officially he'd be going, oh, good on him. I had 11 great years, but deep down, I bet he's going, geez, I hope it tanks. And they come back and offer me more money, give me my job back. And when the ratings came out, the numbers were good. I reckon he sat there going, bloody George. I blame George for this. But I have been watching The Voice. I like that show. Uh, It's a throwback to my commercial radio days where Channel 9 once flew me to Sydney to watch The Voice being filmed. I had a good time. I liked it. And uh, I don't know. I guess I've watched at least part of The Voice every year ever since. Um, I like the blind auditions. That's the part where the premise of The Voice really stands up. After that, it's just a talent show. But in the beginning, the idea, of course, is that the judges sit in their chairs with their back to the singers. And if they like what they hear, they hit a button and turn around. I wish the judges had a second button so they'd hit the button turn around have a look at the singer and go oh no 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 i've changed my mind hit the button again turn around 
like it never happened in the first place. It's all very well for the judges, though. The first they hear of the singer is the actual voice itself. Not for us at home, though. Oh, no. By the time the contestants get around to doing what they actually came on the show to do, we know their name, we know where they're from, we know the major health issues that they or their mum has faced over the last year or so, and the better the story, the more airtime they get. We've seen footage of them serving behind the counter of the post office in the country town they're from. We've seen them riding their horse slash trail bike slash ride on mower. And I sit there at the three minute mark thinking, you better be able to sing champ, because I know more about you than I know about some of the blokes I've hung out with for years. So the other day I rushed out and I bought a new microwave. Um, I didn't even realise I needed one, but uh, my girlfriend said I did and she's normally right about these things. She goes, look at this. And I look inside and the ceiling of the old one was kind of rusty and old. And I, I really felt like at any moment guys in hazmat suits were going to turn up and take it away. So I went out, bought a new one. It's all right, but I kind of missed the old one. You know, the old one just did its job, no fuss. It'd cook something, just go beep, beep, beep. There you go, job's done. Come get it. But the new one is so proud of itself. If it does anything, does anything at all, you get this. Listen to that. Like it's just done a magic trick. I'm like, settle down, champ. You haven't just cured cancer. You haven't just rescued a kitten from a tree. You've just heated up a pie. You know, it's no big thing. But it's so proud of itself. And if I don't rush over, if I don't rush over to the microwave and get the pie out, right, it tells me again. It starts, it's, it's like it's getting sulky. It's like it's going, oh, you know what? I cooked this for you. The least you can do is come in to eat. It's like my mum is operating it by remote control. Is there a guilt setting on this microwave? So I've noticed lately that whenever a politician's making a speech on TV, there's someone doing sign language, you know, for the hearing impaired, which is cool. But what about the visually impaired? What about the blind people? They're missing out on what the sign language person is doing. And to me, they're the best bit. It seems to me if the hearing impaired are going to get something to look at, the visually impaired should get something to listen to. And I think if they did, it would go like this. All right, Premier's on the job. There's the sign language person as well. Here we go. Nice looking blonde lady, long hair, maybe 30, maybe 40. It's hard to tell. She's off. Yellow jumper, red collar poking out. She's looking good. My sign language is not great, but I think it's a movie with two words in the title and three syllables in the first word. Premier's talking about being watchful, and she seems to be doing the dance that John and Uma did in Pulp Fiction. She's tiring now, glances off screen, glances quickly off camera. Here we go, here's the switch. She moves off, off to the physio for a rub down. In her place, a young man, maybe 28, maybe 30, well-dressed, clean, shaven and blemish-free. He's on the job now. He's mouthing the words, he's looking earnest. He's actually looking quite sad now. He's working that camera and could almost be auditioning for Home and Away. Married at first sight, here we come. The premier's finishing up, he's finishing strong too. A big smile, a cheeky half-shrug, and he's done. A solid performance from both. We'll see them again. So like a lot of people, I've been getting a fair bit of food delivered lately. A couple of times a week, I go, I can't be stuffed cooking, let's order in. Now, all the food delivery companies are practicing social distancing. Of course, they are. We all are. But that doesn't make that much sense to me. The way I see it, it was still handled by the guy at the shop and then the delivery driver. It was still sat in the seat of the car where the delivery driver's COVID-carrying mate might have sat with his COVID-carrying butt. 
Anyway, that's what we're doing, and I'm on board. So the other night, I dialed some food. Well, I didn't I didn't dial food. No one dials for food anymore. You order it on your phone, of course. Absolute blessing, let me tell you, phone ordering. When ordering Thai near my place, there's a place near me. Makes fantastic Thai food, great food. And the times I've picked it up, lovely lady, very smiley, very nice, but I can't understand a word she says on the phone, and she can't seem to understand me. So, these no talky talky apps are much more useful to me than the no contact delivery in the first place. Anyway, I order. App says food will be there at 7.15. It's currently 6.10 and I'm thinking that's a long time to wait for a spring roll and some chicken sticks, but whatever. And at 7.10, I think nearly time, I go turn on the outside light. When I do, I see sitting there in my entry area is a bag with my food in it. And it's cold. It's like proper cold. It's like Jurassic era cold. And I just stood there looking at it. I just have so many questions. Like, I get it's contactless delivery, but that doesn't mean the driver has to go into full-on military-style stealth mode. He can still yell out, you know, food's here. He can tap on my window. He can send me a text. And and how did he even get into my yard within a metre or two of my front door without my dogs knowing? Given that my dogs alert me when my neighbour three doors up is taking his bin out on bin night, I'd expect to be informed, but somehow... Mr. Delivery Man was so cunning he managed to breach the perimeter and leave again without my dogs Charlie and Billy Ray Sunshine being any the wiser. I can only assume he dropped down from the ceiling on a wire a bit like Tom Cruise did in Mission Impossible, dropped the food and disappeared again. Anyway, cold food, no knock, not happy. I sent some feedback to the food delivery company and they said, via email just now, that they sent me out a credit. Unfortunately, they sent the same guy to deliver it, so it's probably buried in the backyard next to a tree, and I'll never find it. Okay, people, we made it to the end. That's the first no thanks needed, the pilot, as they call it. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please like and subscribe, and I'll be back with another ep really soon. Cheers. No Thanks Needed with Mike Van Acker. Produced by the Podcast Boss. 